this morning we've got a bit of a treat for you. So our, our youth leader, Matt Buchanan, is going to come and bring the word for us this morning. And it's the, it's the first time he's um, preached in our church. So come on, let's give him a great applause and encouragement. <laughs> Gosh, wow. Thank you guys so much. It is such an honor and a privilege to be up here and be, to be given this opportunity. I actually want to, if you haven't been introduced to my parents yet, I want to introduce you to them because I'm so grateful for them. Could you, would you guys mind standing up? Thank you so much for all you poured into me and continue to pour into me. You guys are amazing. As well as, I want to honor Don this morning, as well as Penny, but she's out. Um, but these guys do an incredible job and carry such a, a responsibility here in the house. And I'm so grateful for their belief in me and trust in me and their support of me. And I so appreciate that and what God is doing through you guys. Thank you. Right, for, for some of you, uh, for those that don't know, actually, I'm part of a soccer team um, with a bunch of these awesome young adults up the front here. And so far, up until yesterday... Um, every game that I'd played with them, we'd actually lost. <laughs> wow, you're not meant to laugh there. <laughs> Which some of you would probably say is, is not fun at all. Um, but I actually disagree. Uh, it, this is a, the first time I've played um, in five years. Um, and even though we've, we've lost every game, I've really enjoyed it. I've actually really loved it. The thing is that I love to play soccer, and success to me looks like giving it my all. It doesn't actually look like the scoreboard. Obviously, it would be nice for our team to, to get the most goals every now and then, um, but I'm stoked that I get to be part of a team and to grow and to do something that I love. And actually, yesterday, we won 9-3, so. <laughs> um, but we all have situations in our lives like that. Depending on, on how we look at them, they could, could make us feel like we're not living an abundant life or not living fully enjoying what God has given us. Um, and this morning, I want to talk about coming alive and what that really means um, to live, what it really means to live life abundantly. I don't mean physical possessions and food or stuff like that. Um, I'm talking about having our hearts fully alive and engaged in life. So let's pray, shall we? God, you, everything we do is for you. And God, we're so incredibly thankful for you already being here this morning. I just pray, God, that you'll continue to speak through me, God. Every word that I say that is from you, God, I pray that it will carry the full authority and power that you have, God. And Father, I pray that every word that I speak that isn't of you would just fall to the ground in Jesus' name. Father, I pray that you'll continue to minister to us through this, God, and not just um, let it be a good word, God, but actually... Um, have every word be a transforming word in Jesus' name. Amen. So, coming alive. What do I mean by coming alive? Are we not all already alive? Well, yes, and maybe not. Um, if in life we experience a whole lot of different situations, some of which can cause us to partially or sometimes even completely shut down emotionally or spiritually if we let them. Uh, Romans 8 verse 8 to 11 says, And since we, die with, since we died with Christ, we know we will also live with him. We are sure of this because Christ was raised from the dead and he will never die again. Death no longer has any power over him. When he died, he died once to break the power of sin. But now that he lives, he lives for the glory of God so that you also should consider yourselves to be dead to the power of sin and, all, and alive to God through Jesus Christ. Dang, there's a good verse. 
Notice at the end that there are two separate things. The first one is being dead to sin, which is where sin no longer has any power over us. And the second is being alive to God through Jesus. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 17 says, This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone, a new life has begun. That's so awesome and amazing and so cool. But, but what if that's not what we're literally experiencing? Some of us may have had this incredible encounter with God and surrendered our lives to Him. Um, but somewhere along the way, somewhere along the road, we've, we've encountered pain or we've had disappointment or, or something, is, something like that has stopped us from experiencing life in all its fullness. Um, I, I grew up in a Christian home, and, and, which is amazing and I'm so grateful for. And I gave my heart to God when I was seven and continued to journey with Him since then. Uh, but when I was 16, I actually I met a girl... And over a period of a year and a half of uh, a thing that was never officially a relationship, um, it, was, it was very messy, um, I gave my heart complete, completely to her. I, I, instead of having my foundation in God, I, I gave it to her and I entrusted her with my heart. Um, and over a year and a half of on and off, because she couldn't make up her mind and stuff like that, um, I, I got extremely discouraged. I got extremely hurt. I... Basically, my, it felt like my heart was completely pulled apart. Um, so I, I had this, this whole lot of pain that I didn't actually know how to process. I didn't know how to deal with that much pain. Um, and there was, there was one point where I reached out to somebody in, in my church, and unfortunately, they, did, they didn't manage that so well. And so it caused me to shut off from people as well. Like, I couldn't share my mess. It was too much for people. Um, and, and so I, I was, I was very, feeling very alone um, very fe- feeling like I had to keep this a secret, and I ended up um, being completely fake of face. I'd, sh- I'd show people what they wanted to see so that they would like me. I would um, do anything to cover up my brokenness. So I, would, I would show people that I'm extremely happy and loving life when actually I was dying on the inside. So, so there was a, from 16 to 18 that was going on, and for a couple of years after that, I, I continued in that space of, of not actually feeling um, because, because to deal with that pain, I, 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 it was so much pain that I needed to, to stop it somehow. And to stop it, I, I shut down my emotions. I, I, I did what I could to bottle it up and, and push it away. Um, but with that, it caused you know, all the happiness, all the joy, all the good things that you can feel in life as well to stop as well. Um, so I was, I was shut down. Um, and God, God brought me to a place actually gave me the courage and, and made a way for me to be able to go to Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry when I was 21. So I, I actually moved overseas when I was 21 to California, America to, to study at the school. And, and I thought I was going for, for miracles, to see signs and wonders, to see God move physically, heal people, um, sign, like, you know, whatever kind of crazy things gold does. That, like, that was my, my passion or my main drive to go there. Um, but God had different plans, which I'm so grateful for. He, he showed me that even, at least to me, even more important than all of that stuff is my heart, is being connected with Him, is actually intimacy with Him. And so, so even, it was a month and a half into being there, um, I, was, I was in the hallway at a home group session, and we were just, we had a guitar, and we were just singing some worship songs, and and God showed up. He, he gave me this vision of, of somebody, of me, being on my knees before him, 
and how he had made me his son. Um, and I had this, had this crown on my head. And in this vision, I was placing this crown at his feet. And so I was like, okay, what does that mean? I'll, I'll do that. Like, I believe in prophetic acts. Sometimes we need to do something in the physical to release something in the spiritual. Um, so I got on my knees and took this crown off my head and laid it at his feet. And in that moment, I realized that, that for the last what was it, four years, five years, I'd been trying to do it myself. I'd been trying to, to, to deal with this pain alone. I'd been trying to, to do it in my own strength. And in that moment, I surrendered it all to him again. I surrendered my heart to him. I surrendered um, control of my life. And, and that was the best, most freeing moment that I've experienced so far. One of my most favorite encounters with God. And yes, it takes more than an encounter, but that was the moment that initiated me coming alive again. God is so good. There's a, um, an awesome story in the Bible too that I want to share. Ezekiel tells us of a vision he had about God's chosen people. So let's go to Ezekiel 37, verses 1 to 14. It's a bit, bit of a few verses, but we'll get there. <laughs> the hand of, of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? I said, Sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord, for this is what the Sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath into you, and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you, and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord." So I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. I looked, and tendons and flesh appeared on them, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. Then he said to me, prophesy to the breath, prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is the sovereign, what the sovereign Lord says, come breath from the four winds and breathe into these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath entered them. They came to life and stood on their feet, a vast army. Then he said to me, Son of man, these are the people of Israel, they say. They say, Our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, This is what the sovereign Lord says. My people, I am good. I am going to open your graves and bring you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. Then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord when I, when I open your graves and bring you up from them. I will put my spirit in you and you will live, and I will settle you in your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and I have done it, declares the Lord. That is a powerful, powerful passage. So good. Notice God led Ezekiel into the valley. Sometimes God actually leads us into valleys not to discourage or dishearten us or or um, to, to t- test us, although sometimes he may, but actually so that he, he can bring life, so that we can bring life and light into that situation, so that he can actually bring it through us. That's what Jesus paid for. He paid the price so that every dark situation in the world can actually be, come to know his light, come into his kingdom. He's never going to lead us into a situation that we can't be victorious in with him. 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13 says, God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. In 2 Corinthians 12, 9 says, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. The trouble is that we sometimes try and do things alone like I did. 
But that's not what we were created for. We were created to be in relationship with God, to actually journey in life with God, to do it with Him. Verse 2 said, He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. The story describes a, a group of people completely lifeless. At their very core, they are dried up. I believe there is emphasis on how bad this situation is so that we know there is no situation that God cannot bring life to. There is no relationship He cannot reconcile. There is no heart He cannot heal. There, there is no, there is no, <laughs> He's God of miracles. There's nothing He cannot do. If you feel like part of your heart has hardened from pain or disappointment, know that the truth is that God can bring life to even the most hopeless situations. Today is your day for breakthrough, if that's something that you're feeling. Today is your day. Another thing about this passage I want to talk about is how even though all Ezekiel saw was dry bones, he chose to be obedient to God. He saw complete hopelessness and did what his father said anyway. Some of us need to change our mindsets about specific situations in our lives that we have no hope for. We need to see these situations from God's point of view. which is that they are divine opportunities for him to show up and to show off. So many times in this good book, we see normal people like you and me face impossible situations. David and Goliath, the walls of Jericho, time and time again. But where we see an impossible situation, God sees an awesome opportunity. After my first year at Bethel, I came back to New Zealand with no money in my bank account. All I had was a word from God that, that I've got to go back for second year, that he's, he wasn't finished with me there. It looked like an impossible situation from the outside. I had about two and a half months to, to raise $15,000 at least to, to go back for the second year, and, and God made a way. God made it possible. Through him, he, I was able to work enough as well as people um, supported me and helped me, and I was able to go back. No matter what you're facing this morning, God's got the solution. Choose to stand in faith rather than despair. God is always looking for opportunities to show up, uh, to show you His goodness in your life. Focus on Him and what He is saying, not on what you can see in the physical. The last thing I want to point out in this passage is that we find the words breath and spirit repeated many times. Ezekiel's insistent use of repetition drums the point of this passage into our spirits. God's spirit is the key. With God's spirit, anything is possible. Without it, existence is just flesh and blood. But with God's spirit, there is life and what Jesus called fullness of life. Nothing can keep God's people from God. Nothing can separate us from him. John 10, verse 10 to 11 says, The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and they may have it more abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives gives his life for the sheep. What is this fullness of life or, or abundant life that he's talking about here? What does it look like? The simple answer is living with God, which we've been talking a bit about. But what does it mean for each of us today? And what does it mean for your life right now? We're all on different journeys, um, but God has exactly what you need for your situation. And the truth is that God gives us that, that, with, that sorry, with that truth, there is a deeper revelation that He wants us to experience. 
The word of God carries power that we sometimes don't realize. The, uh, it is designed to lead us to an encounter with the Father. <clears throat> don't stop short of an encounter with God by being satisfied with truth. Yes, that's awesome and it's amazing, but there's more. Let that truth lead you to our Creator so that you can renew your mind and, trans- and let it transform your life. The Bible is similar to a map. It's not just for reading. It has a purpose, and it is, and it is to introduce you to the, to, our, to the author. So living an abundant life, to me, has a lot to do with realizing that at any point, any, at any point in time, no matter the situation, as children of an, of an abundant father, we have access to abundant joy. Abundant joy that can, get, can be our strength through any situation. An abundant peace that can calm any storm. Abundant love that can heal any pain and so much more. God is ready and waiting to take you on an incredible adventure of discovery. He w- wants to reveal the secrets of his kingdom to you. But he wants to do it with you. He wants to, to journey with you. He wants to walk with you. All of us want to grow. That is what we are created to do. Our bodies grow from the moment of conception to the moment we die, whether we like it or not. Soon there will be an opportunity for you to respond to this word and receive the transformation. Even now I believe that God is is tugging on some of your hearts to remind you that there is more that he wants to show you. There is more that he wants to reveal to you. But remember, it requires follow-through. It requires journeying with God, which is the best part. See, my... I, I had an incredible encounter with God to initiate my, my coming back alive, to, to feel again, to feel joy, to feel love, um, all that stuff again. But it required follow-through afterwards. One of the things that I had to do to, to believe the truth that he'd spoken over me, um, even things like to not be afraid of pain, um, I wrote some of this truth on my mirror so that every day I would see this truth. No matter what I was thinking, I chose to believe what I saw, what, the truth that I had written. I, I chose, had to choose every day until it became my nature, until it became normal for me. <clears throat> Personally, I believe I'm living abundantly. I am almost constantly reminded of how ridiculously God is, ridiculously good God, our God is. And even when I face hard circumstances, I know without a doubt that God will turn it around for good in the end. If your situation isn't good, then it's not the end. Have hope for what God is going to do. Stand in faith and trust Him. Because there's nobody more worthy. There's nobody more trustworthy. Romans 8 verse 28 says, We know that in all things God works for the good of those who love Him, who have, called, who have been called according to His purpose. That's us. We can't always help what's, what happens to us, but we can help what happens in us. So here are some keys that I, that I feel like God has shown me or revealed to me, and if they can help you, take them. Um, just as I've freely received, I freely give. Um, so the first one is, surrender to God whatever might be holding you back from Him and trust Him with your heart. That's what I had to do. I had to give Him the reins of my life. Let Him take the wheel. The second one is, is talk with a close friend about it. Share your process, process with somebody, preferably somebody with a little more experience and wisdom. Um, the, but that isn't a necessary requirement. Um, but that's why we come together. That's why we have this family, this body of Christ. We're, we're here to, um, to help each other, to encourage each other. Iron sharpens iron. 
Number three is receive what God has for you, freedom, truth. Listen to the current word he wants to speak to you because he has a current word for your situation, whatever you're going through. Just like, just like um, in my process, I had to hold fast to the fact that God was good, that um, pain is not the end of the world. Even, things like that, simple truths, sometimes can be what, what get us through the hardest of times. And the last one is set up core values in your life. Truth that you can hold on to no matter what storm comes your way. Set yourself up for success. It's like, it's like living life with a life jacket on so that when you're in the storm, you're fine. Instead of discovering that or coming into a storm and realizing that you need a life jacket. I'm going to invite the band to come up if they can. Thank you. <laughs> um, after my two years in, in, at Bethel in America, um, God called me to live in Germany. So I actually lived in Germany for about eight months. And I, I kind of refer to it now as my <laughs> wilderness season or well, a wilderness season because it, it was so far the, the hardest time of my life. I, I was very alone. Um, I was out in the country with a family that I, that I hardly knew. I was working full time, a very physical job. Um, I was trying my best to learn German. I was working with people that didn't really speak English. Um, it, was, it was very hard. There, there wasn't even a, a church in the area that I could go to kind of thing. So it was a, it was a very secluded time. But, when it, but now when I look back at it, that is one of the times I'm most thankful for, I'm most grateful for. Why? Because at Bethel for two years, I learned about truth. I learned about um, what God says about me, about these incredible, awesome things. Um, but I needed to become those things. I needed to become what God had called me to or the, the man of God that, God that He had called me to. And to do that, I needed this opportunity, this situation in Germany to actually kind of force me to, to crumble or to choose to stand on my foundation, the truth that God had given me. God provided me with that opportunity to, to become the truth that I'd learned. We, we're human beings, not human knowings. Knowledge or this journey with God isn't just about knowing stuff. It's about becoming who you're called to be, becoming who God has created you to be. God was with me through it all. He so knows what He's doing. No matter what you're going through this morning, He is with you. He is right there with you. And He knows what He's doing. He is so incredibly for you. And He so <laughs> wants to encourage you and give you that word, that truth that is going to get you through whatever storm you may be going through or maybe will go through. <laughs> I'm going to invite the ministry team to come up as well. If you guys could be available. This morning, I want, to, I want to talk to your spirit and tell it to come alive. This morning is your opportunity to come alive. You were born for such a time as this. Choose to open your heart completely to God. Jesus paid the price for you to live an abundant life. Pain is not something that we need to be afraid of because God can heal all pain. He is the God of miracles. He is a good, good Father. This morning, I want to provide an opportunity for you to respond. There are, there are two things I want that God wants to do, I feel God wants to do. But first, I'm going to invite you all to stand with me. Just come on forward as you feel God's leading.
or even if you don't feel as leading but you're hungry for more, we would love to pray for you. We would love to stand in faith with you. We would love to, to grab you by the shoulders or, or put our arm around you and stand with you. The first is that He wants to awaken hearts to feel again, even if it's just a small part of your heart that you can't feel anymore, or even if you've altogether forgotten what it feels like to be genuinely happy. It's time to feel again. It's time to experience fullness of joy. It's time to experience fullness of peace and love. It's time to experience His Spirit, the fullness of His Spirit. And the second thing is He wants to show you what it's like to live life abundantly right here and right now, wherever you're at today. So if you're facing a hopeless situation, invite God into this morning and see what He can do. It's time for dreams to be reawakened as well. If you feel like you've had a dream ever since you're a kid or something and, and you put it away because you, you think it's too big or, or you've had faced disappointment, now is the time to reawaken that dream. We want to see your dreams come away. God, God wants to see your passions come alive. He wants to see you living life in all abundance. So as the worship team sings, come on for it. Come and let us pray with you. Even if it's just that tiny bit of your heart that you feel like you want more. You want more joy. You want more peace. You want more life. Now is the time for that. I pray that as your, your children come forward this morning, God, that even their stepping, God, will be what, what causes them to step into your faith, step into your spirit, to step into their breakthrough in Jesus' name. Father, I pray that there will be nothing holding them back in Jesus' name, that you won't let fear, you won't let um, silly thoughts get in the way, God, that you will reveal your truth to your children. 